What is in there? Huh? Gatorade. That is Gatorade? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Hey, he got the memo that Fred was gonna be clean today. Gucci, 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 Gucci. Hey, man. Well, listen, man. Welcome to the show, Jordan. Obviously, Channing, Freddie T. I'm RC. First of all, thank you. I understand uh, what this time is like for you, having a friend go through what Demar has gone through. Also, the way the season is now ending. You know, for the New York Jets after such a hot start. But you know, starting safety with the New York Jets, Super Bowl champion, which is, is something that no one can ever take away from you, man, no matter what. Uh, I love your game because you kind of play it like I did, right? We're going to throw pads around. We're going to put face masks on people, and we're going to see what's happening. And I love that about you. The DraftKings, um, also happy that. Thank you guys so much for your sponsorship. To all the people that continue to subscribe and support us, we're so grateful. Uh, you know, we're coming up on a year now, so we're extremely excited about that. It's been a lot going on, but this is obviously – extremely important to us to do this show with Jordan. Can I say something before we like really go? Absolutely. Like this guy right here, he going to try to cut the room in half at some point and say this is the Super Bowl champ side. Uh, So if you were sitting right here, he can't cut it in half. He could do a tunnel vision type thing. (laughs) You feel me? But he can't cut it. He can't cut it in half. He always try to leave us out. He's nasty. He's nasty. Hey, I actually going to cut the room this though. I could have been like, hey, these two don't count. But no, we're not going to do that. And you know, too, though, he grew up, he's so used to it, man. He grew up in a city with the greatest football organization in the world. So the man seen so many Lombardis and different Super Bowl parades in his life that he's probably- It's in the water. Can't deny that. Can't deny it. Can't Can't deny it. You want to argue with him about them still, but it's a hell of an organization. Hold up. Limitless. Take a stomach cap, pin in it. I thought they here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. On the mission, got me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Take a stomach cap, pin in it. I thought they here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. On the mission, got me up. You know, we're excited, though, to have you. This is obviously, for us, a very important show uh, to have someone not only of your caliber, as a football player, but your caliber as a person, also the connections you have to the game and some of the things that are going on right now. Uh, Monday night, Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati Bengals, one of the biggest games of the season, a game that's important to you for many reasons, but you know, one, because of the teams and what it would mean for the AFC. Um, also, you know, whether it's Dane Jackson, um, obviously, you know, Demar Hamlin, you have your guys out there. Um, it's the first quarter, game starts, as we thought it would, Cincinnati Bengals go down and store, score. Buffalo gets a field goal. You know, uh, Buffalo's back on defense now. Uh, the game cuts. Tamar Hamlin's down on the field, and you can't really see him. All you see is Stephon Diggs crying, Tredavious White, Joe Burrow, and Josh Allen hugging. When you're sitting there, not only as a player, but as a friend, what's going through your head as Demar is being tended to on the ground? Yeah, just um, knowing Demar and, uh, you know, knowing how much he loves this game. Um, he gives his heart out to it. And then this last last two years, he's been fighting to get on the field. And he finally got on the field. And um, I just texted him probably a couple weeks ago. We was talking just about, you know, it's going to be your time. Um, he always picking my brain about, you know, how to get better and vice versa. You know, I mean, he we grew up playing against each other when I was little. Um, played together at Pitt, my roommate at Pitt. So, you know, I know, I know how much, you know, football, I know how much. Just, you know, life means to DeMar. So seeing him on the field is painful, which being a football player and knowing that, you know, you think about 
you, you think about the injuries that could happen during the game, but you know, you go out there, middle of the play, you play on your heart out, you making hard hits and stuff like that. So just seeing him down there, you know, I sat there, prayed in the car, I was going out to dinner. So um, I called my mom first thing I did, just asked her everything going all right. She's making phone calls, trying to find out what's going on. And then, uh, you know, he, he gets in the ambulance, he's on the field for a while. You know, you just start to think, like, you know, at this point, you're just hoping he's all right. You know, he, you're hoping he could, you know, just be able to, you know, just just be able to just wake up from all this that's going on. And, uh, you know, we got the good news today, uh, what's going on. And, you know, we was going out to practice. And uh, I was, like, last yesterday going to practice was feeling like it was weird just being out on the field. And uh, my mom texted me as soon as I was going out. And then it just whole different vibe. Uh, went up to coach told them the news, uh, went up to some of my boys, told them the news, and, you know, that everybody, you know, just because they don't know, they don't know, the, they don't know DeMar, but being a football player, you got that connection. Uh, it's just different. Y'all know the football family, it's a, it's a different, different connection to anything in the world. Bro, you talk about the football family, and we've all seen the injuries. I saw a dude bones pop out their leg. You know, I've seen guys knocked out, dozens of them, and then the one this year bad was when Tua was stuck down in Miami with his fingers up. I covered the Dolphins as well. But being so close to home, because that's your boy from, right, right. from childhood, right. your thought of football. Because I'm out there, I'm training my son to get ready for his season, and then I'm watching the game with him, and I'm my 11-year-old is looking like, Daddy, what's going on? I have to explain to him what happened. So being that close, you know, how did, did, did you gonna, you change your game? Does your, your mind change about this thing? What's going on there? I had thought about just like, you know, me and DeMar, like we, we've been playing the same position. We've been... We were corners getting recruited, then Narduzzi moved us to safety, and then we were just both out there just trying to figure out, you know, how to how to really play safety. We would just come down hitting. That's all we would talk about, just, you know, hitting people, making plays like that. And uh, me this year, just seeing him, like, people on my team throughout the year, just talking about that number three. And then I was just like, yeah, that's, that's my boy, uh, you know. And uh, everybody respect his game, you know what I mean? They just, you can see how aggressive he is, and this is his first year really playing on the field. So he's out there trying to make all the plays, and you know I love that for him. But being that close to him, just you know, it hurts just because I know that it could have been anybody. It could have been you know, it could have been any any one of us. And uh, for him, just the the sacrifices that he puts into this game, puts into the people in the community. You know, uh, he's been doing that since college. You know, he ain't had no money in college. He out there doing fundraisers, doing anything it is just to you know. Just give back to the kids, uh, chasing M's. Y'all heard about that? He's been doing that for since like since we was in college. Um, grinding on it though, just you know, trying to get his brand out there, trying to give back. And uh, everybody, you you see everybody posting pictures. Like he really got a lot of close boys from with him and uh, people that he really he shows love, like genuine love, and that's the best thing about him. You spoke about team football. You spoke about community. Uh, there was a a, a clip showing uh, Stephen Diggs going into the hospital, you know, and, and there are certain events, I guess, in life that happens. And uh, it, it just brings all of us together, regardless of our differences, you know, uh, our political preferences, certain things bring us together. Whether you're a football fan, non-football fan, a fan of sport, it, it doesn't matter. It brings us together. And I think this was one of those events. It's been an amazing outpour of uh, help, support, just people falling in love with DeMar. Uh, in your mind, seeing this type of support for your friend, you know, how does it make you feel? And uh, if DeMar could say something right now, right now, in this moment, 
What do you think he would say? Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You know, just when I think when Demar, when he's finally able to just, you know, sit back and, you know, just think about what, like, everything that's been going on, how much love he's been getting, how much support. Like, you just don't know how much love people have for you. Uh, for Demar, you know, he's just a kid trying to, trying to do the best for his family. He got a little brother, Amir, that he, he loves more than anybody in this world. What Lamar would probably just say is like, thank you everybody um, for the support. He wants just for everybody just to, you know, go out there, play hard for him, things like that. And like, we got a game coming up this week. And uh, that's just my, my biggest thing. You know, you, you just ask, you change the style of play, but it's like, it's a freak accident. And, uh, you know, I, I would go out there, Lamar would want me to go out there, you know, give him my all, go out there, hit people like he know I, he know I would. Um, and you know, I just this game, we 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 gonna honor Demar uh, for his physicalness and uh, just his his love for the game, his love for everybody in the community. Again, thank you, cause we understand what this time is for you. But I do believe it's a little bit unfair to keep asking you about it, as some of the OGs, you know, Fred and Channing. I think it'll be good if the our viewers and also you know Jordan could hear some of your thoughts about what you saw with DeMar, what you've seen since the outpouring of love for him, and also the fact that it's not very often that players get an opportunity to get their flowers for what they do as humans, as people, and off of the field. So you getting an opportunity to now learn about him, as Jordan is already saying, this is who he's been his entire life. What are some of your thoughts on it? Grateful that he is uh, showing a lot of improvement, a lot of uh, dramatic improvement. Really going back to community, man, you know, um, just just seeing the amount of people come together, the celebrities, you know, on uh, social media, uh, uh, the people in your line of work, you know, everybody, for the most part, has been extremely compassionate in their thoughts and their delivery and their takes. I'm really just trying to open their hearts and, and, and because we've never seen anything like this before. Um, but even as we go forward to learn the stuff from learning about DeMar, you know, his foundation and what he stands for, the stuff that he does in the community with the children. Uh, I posted something on my uh, story today about, uh, you know, just show love today. Mm -hmm. You know, a quote from him, just just show love. And I say every day, we need to do that more every day and uh, show that compassion. Um, You know, I I wish I had an opportunity to meet him before this, this tragedy. And uh, I still pray and hope that I have an opportunity to meet him because that's certainly on the list. Like I was saying, we have these different events that happen in life, man. And you just never know. But it, it, it spreads awareness. It allows us to come collectively as a group and really just love on each other and, and, and get rid of all of that negative hey, bullshit. Man. Like, that's for the birds. So... um it's, it's really hard to find words, man. But it's you know it's a loving moment and situation, and I think that's what it's about for me. RC, when it happened, 
and you see Susie, and you saw Booger, you saw Shefty, you saw what was it, Joe Buck and Troy and them. Right. You saw Lisa Salters down there. She 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 answered one time, and my eyes watered because you heard her voice cracking. So they're doing that, and then I'm I'm watching ESPN, and you pop up, and I say you did the best job of anybody in that situation, bro. It was crazy. Thank you, man. Like you see it, and you get excited, and then I'm like. RC, like, but I knew it was going to kill it. That's the crazy part. I was like, oh, they got RC up there? Hey, SVP, I love you. <laughs> Cut him loose. But no, but I got to say, you did a great job, man. man. Just proud that. of you, man. Just proud to, to, to know that I'm in, you know, I know we joke a lot, but know that I'm in, you know, we, we, we are, are boys, really, with a very talented person. So that was, that was amazing, and the emotion you put behind it. But I would say my, my answer, first, just concern for DeMar, man. Like I'm saying, I'm looking, I'm sitting, my son is touching me. And we just got through getting ready to play this game. And then I'm hearing and watching what's going on. And I just keep looking down at my son. Like, six, seven years from now, this, you know, I don't know when this will be. So that was my first thing. But the positivity of it, man, was I saw some article and they had a picture of Lamar and it said, America's son. Because that's how people really were dealing with it. Like, right. the world picked up on, like, everybody is sitting on edge. See, people are missing sleep that never was, never even knew his name before this. Right. And I get discouraged by the humans sometimes. I ain't going to lie. And especially them dumb bastards on Twitter with the negativity. It gets you sometimes about humans. But, man, I saw what happened. Freddie, you brought up the, the foundations, the support from the league, the teams, random fans. Mm-hmm. Like, to see humans get behind a ball player and you think for so long and you kind of feel it when you play, like, I'm, I'm linebacker one. Yeah. I'm safety one. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm running back one. Like, I'm not a human. This is a job, and I'm just a piece out here on this chessboard. That was taken away so fast on Monday night. And I say just taking the positive of that, bro, that's what I took, that, like, it's still good people out there. And everybody jumped on this bandwagon, and there's nothing you could do. To be honest, if you ain't one of them doctors, it was nothing you can do, but you sat on it for days worrying about this young man. And, bro, that's what I say. It really it really encouraged me for, for humans. Mm-hmm different things come from these type moments. You know, we, we tend to get better, mm-hmm. you know, across the board. And as the, the NFL, you know, it, 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 it tried it, its best, you know, as a, as a corporation to, to do the right thing, to make the right call, regardless of the amount of time it took. Right, you know, right. some people, well, oh, why does it take so long? It's, it's protocols and processes that have to take place. But I think that it'll make the game better you know, not just on the field immediately, that immediate impact by having these emergency devices and equipments close by, but also when it comes to the, to the benefits, you know, being vested in, in where we're going to go with that. So I, 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 I just think these type of events, there are huge shocks to all of us, and it, and it gives us different mindsets. And I think overall we all will get better, you know, uh, because of it. We'd be uh, remiss to, you know, not go back and also give credit to the Buffalo Bills training staff, Denny Kellington. I've talked to people inside that building. He displayed the utmost poise and understanding of the situation. He was only focused on DeMar the entire time to make sure that he was okay, to make sure that he was doing everything to truly keep him alive. When you hear that someone is receiving CPR, on the field, you understand and know that that's not a normal activity of a football injury. To all the people at the University of Cincinnati Hospital, to you as well, to the first responders who also 
got DeMar to the hospital. To all the Cincinnati fans that have been parked outside and creating a vigil to all the Buffalo Bills fans, to all the teammates, the coaches, uh, we salute you guys for your support and for all that you did in making sure DeMar could at least get to this point. And we pray that he continues to heal um, as so many people support him. The pivot away from that and to go to um, back to your career, your time in Tampa, because I saw that Tom donated Right, a sure. big sum of mon- money um, to the uh, uh, to daycare. Um, right. So, uh, Tom, did he, as a leader on that team, did he display that type of uh, compassion and uh, uh, commitment throughout the team when you guys were teammates in Tampa? For sure. You know, you don't know what you gonna get from Tom when you don't when you're not on his team. You just looking outside in, hearing stories about him, and then when you get to like actually play with him, you know, he showed everybody love every day. Uh, he told us when we got there, like. Just treat me like a regular person. So we in the locker room, you know, Fournette over there clowning him every day, talking mess. Yeah, yeah. You just got dudes in the locker room just being themselves. Tom, you know, Tom out there, I think he got out of his comfort zone a little bit of something. Like things you want to see on the media and with the Patriots, he started doing the Tampa a little bit. They say it's that, that Florida and them now. But he's a leader. You know, he in practice every day, he bringing out the best of you. Um, and he, he doesn't really say nothing to the defense. He let the defense handle what the defense did, and he just controlled the offense. But he bring it in practice and during camp. We was out there. It was work. Like, we was competing every day, trying to pick them off, right. betting who's going to pick them off first between the guys, you know, things like that. Uh, but then when we, got, when we got in the Super Bowl, he never really, never really broke it down, let Devin White, Levante handle that um, Super Bowl. He just like, you know, we need this one. Like, don't. This the one you will remember forever. Like that, he said a couple words. Everybody like looked at each other. And it was it was time to go after that. And we knew it, we knew he was winning after that one. Let me ask you this because you you uh you came in in 2018, right? Mm-hmm. And Tom got there in 2020. Yeah, Tom got there 2020. Oh, and Tom yeah. was probably what like uh 42 at the time, <laughs> 40 some 40 something. Yeah, something like that. Uh, you ever have an opportunity to pick him off and practice anything? And and if so. How does it make you feel to pick off the goat? Yeah, I had a, I had like one, twice, twice I got to pick him off. But I remember first play, I think the camp when we started, my boy Mike Edwards, uh, I said he had picked him off first play, and I set the tone. We was just like, all right, now we gonna see who get the most this year. But um, picking him off in practice, it took a while. It took like a little later on in camp, and I was just every day like, dang, it ain't my turn. People getting him, and I ain't getting one yet. But then I finally got him, and after that, I kept the ball. I still got the ball, uh, practice ball, whatever. But uh, you know, it's just he made me really, like, really focusing on trying to get better, reading the quarterback in the middle of the field, working on little things that you know, I probably wouldn't have worked on. Um, just from him being being able to say I played against Tom every day to really get better. I mean, I just I took advantage of it. Bro, don't feel bad. I played in his division. It took me six years to pick him off. <laughs> It took you a couple yeah. weeks. You Still good to go. <laughs> that man is couple special. Weeks. Couple weeks. <laughs> um, on the other side of that, thinking about DeMar as well, it makes you think about Pittsburgh right. and the pride that not only people have in who the Pittsburgh Steelers are, but the pride that they have in the city. The, the stars from your cousin Darrell Revis to Larry Fitzgerald playing there, obviously Aaron Donald, um, yourself. There's so many... I don't think it's ever really brought up the type of talent that comes from that state alone. Right. Right. I remember right. at one point, I'm not even sure if it's still the same. It was the most Hall of Famers yeah. in, in the that. entire world came from that state. And so when you think about that and the pride 
that you carry, obviously being a Pitt Panther as well. What has that done for you to now become a Super Bowl champion, uh, to be one of the toughest players at the position? How much pride do you take in the place that raised you and where you're from every day you step on that field? Yeah, just from growing up, you know, um, it's a small, small town where I'm at, you know, center, Aliquippa. It's just, it's all you do is play football. What, like are, what are some of those names from Aliquippa, though? Because it's, yeah, you it's, got Tony Dorsett, it's, yeah. Ty Law, Darrell Revis, Mike Dicker, you got John Baldwin. Well, I'm forgetting. I, you know, you got it's Josh Lay. I know this, this, you got like Josh Lay. You got Aliquippa. Aliquippa, man. Never heard. The Quip. I have a nickname. I didn't know the real name. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like real close. Al- Alacoba Center, Hopewell Town, area. it's like real close. And everybody, you know, it's a little football community. Um, growing up, though, you just, it's just football. You know, we playing Little League, the championship, like twerps, termites, mighty might we call it midgets, little banner league. It's serious. You know, coaches, you know, arguing. Um, my uncle was my coach all my, all my life, and he... You know, we out there football practice carrying sand baskets and doing workouts, push-ups, and with our equipment on, running up the hill, just crazy stuff. Um, that really, just like that gritty football that we come from, that's all you do. It's just hard nose. you know. You know, it's just you don't pass the ball when you're little. You're running a ball every play. So you come downhill, you hit somebody, you're running a ball, 42 downhill, you know what I mean? So growing up and going to pit, it's like they they preach that all the time, like, you know, we we still hard still workers, like so it's just hard nosed football. The Steelers, it's just you you little, it's just hard nosed football, you know, the still football. And uh I just took that for with me like since. And even though I'm not in Pittsburgh no more, I went to Tampa, that was just my MO. That's what I was gonna be. I was gonna be the hitter. Um and I played a little bit of offense in in college and high school and stuff and I run it back, I used to tell people like I, I play running back like I play safety, so I'm just I'm gonna get the ball and I'm gonna come down here. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to truck you. Like I'm gonna try to hit you. So <laughs> I ain't the biggest, but you know I bring. I bring pack my punch. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, just a story with Demar. Um, it was either we. I would play him once. And I play him every other year. My my little cousin. He's one year younger than me. So my little cousin would play him, and then we would play Demar. And then my little cousin's age, they would get Demar, and they would go out. Killed them like 32 nothing, and then it'll be the next year will come. And I'll be ready for them. Like I'm, like, I'm about to play tomorrow. I gotta come out. I gotta come ready this game. And then I, we would always get the win. Though. <laughs> so I had a big brain, but you know, me yeah. and Demar always joke about stuff like that. Yeah. We was always number. He was always three. I was always three. And um, we got the pit. I had nine. Somebody had three. And uh, Narduzzi, I was like, all right, next year I'm gonna get three. He's trying to get Demar to come to pit. So he like. I might have to get the number number three to Demar, you know. He we want to get him and all this. And, you know, I was a little mad. And I was like, right, he got it. So the whole year, I was just he was playing safety with me, just like man, he got my number on. <laughs> your your cousin Darrell Revis. What was it like growing up watching arguably one of the best cornerbacks in the history of the game? He just made the semi or the finalist for the Hall of Fame just recently. Uh, so like, what was that like being able to just? Get in front of the TV on on Sundays and just watch your family and hear the commentators say this is the best cornerback in the league. Like that had to be crazy. It right? was like at the time I didn't really know what was going on. Like I'm just uh, like twelve he, years apart, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, like twelve years apart. I just remember when I was we got drafted. I was a little kid with his pit practice jersey on, sitting on the ground. Not even he got drafted, called his name. Everybody going crazy. I'm just saying I don't know what's going on. Like you know, and then um. 
as years go on, I just started to pick up football more. And then I used to just really, all right, I like to play corner. He's playing corner. I want to play corner. So um, I went, got to high school. I started playing corner. And I'm just, you know, watching this film all the time, thinking I'm a press corner. You know, Revis Island out there, everybody, <laughs> his mom bringing the shoes by the house and stuff like that, the Zooms, the Revis Zooms. And, uh, you know, it was just, it was, it was crazy just watching him. Um, being able to say that's like my, that's my cousin and he's he got his own island and things like that. He motivated everybody, everybody back at home. Like football, just everybody just start talking about defense now. It's like everybody wanted to play defense instead of just playing offense. And uh, I think that's really when I just like, all right, I don't got to play offense. I don't need to, to shine on offense, scoring touchdowns. Like defense might be where I play. And uh, I was corner all the way up to my senior year. And uh, I went to went to safety, and then I got to pit. Narduzzi, first day of practice, I was at corner. He is like, I went against his receiver. He got me off the line to golf. So I think you're going to try your safety. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he moved me to safety. And then, um, you know, so now I, I can't really – I still play man and stuff, so I watch mm-hmm. Darrell's tapes all the time. But, uh, you know, I had to try to find somebody else to model my game after. And I was just telling Ryan that like, being a Stiller fan my whole life, like everybody knew – you were man, like hitting people, yeah. And then you tell you saying tweeting out when we won the Super Bowl, um, just one of the best tack- cut tacklers and stuff. Really appreciated that. I ain't really get the chance to tell you that though, but yeah. meant a lot to me and appreciate motivated me. You're, you're a Jet now. You got unlimited access <laughs> to all to the Exo, to all the <laughs> Sure. So you walk he- around the facility uh, like. Like just envisioning your your cousin being here and all the greatness, like it gotta feel good. When right? I, yeah, like, when I when they called me and uh, you know, we was talking over this offseason about signing. I did have like, all right, this about this is crazy. Like I got to be able to play same place he played. He played. He finished with Tampa where he was there for yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's just like yeah. we just go on the same path, yes. flipping. Yeah, mm-hmm. just flipped. And um, when I got there on the visit, I was just his his wall, uh, picture everywhere over the wall. And I was just you know, thinking of just about like the legacy that he had here. And then he came in this this year for the Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. And uh, just really getting to see him and his mom, really just to cherish that moment, uh, you know, it, it was cool. Because I, Ty Law, when I was a couple years ago, got inducted into the Hall of right. Fame. He's a couple of dudes too. And uh, I was there actually at the, um, right before the Super Bowl at the show. And then mm-hmm. I didn't even realize he was getting inducted. And then when he, he got inducted, I was just like, like they put things in perspective, like this could be real, this is real. Right. Um, you right. know, they really, when when I was in college, just gave me like hope, like, you know, this, I could do this. Like I ain't gotta go a different route. I could really play football um, and start taking it serious. And uh, they, they just gave everybody hope back home. Hey man, so you just, like you say, you in, you with the Jets now. You got a little sack, that's why your outfit is so nice. <laughs> but um, but uh, no, man, you give went fourth round. Like mm-hmm. I was third round. We were late rounders. Yep. You you he ain't even get drafted. We <laughs> leave him out. But no, that's, even being that, be like, <laughs> that third fourth round dude, and then you went in and just started balling. Like mm-hmm. sixteen stars the Super Bowl year. Like went in level. I think eleven stars, fourteen, sixteen. Like you went in yeah. as a, a a big piece of the Buccaneers. Did something click? Did something happen? Like what what made you the baller you are? What made you just get paid? Yeah. Because I would expect a fourth rounder to not be able to get there that fast. Right. I think it's just, you know, I never, growing up, just never really cared about, like, you know, the spotlight and nothing like that. I just like to really work out, play football, make plays. I don't complain. Just do my job every day. Uh, and, you know, that's what I hope everybody will say about me. But when I got to Tampa, I was already upset because I, I was a fourth-round pick. So I already had a chip just like, you know, I, I, I got something to prove. And, uh 
got there during camp. I was running with the threes a little bit, twos here and there. And then first game, I'm like, all right, I'm going to get some burn. I ain't get no burn. <laughs> and I just started like, all right, I got to really lock in. And um, from there, really, I would say that first game, like that, that preseason, though, I was like, I was really, I was going hard. You know, I was making hits, again, injured during preseason, coming down, trying to make a point. And then uh, I remember the first game, my first play, I got in. They ran the ball. I was in the middle of the field. Dude broke loose. I came out of the middle. Boom. Smacked him, got up a little dizzy, <laughs> went to the sideline. I'm like, I hope every hit ain't like this. But from there, I just like, I really, um, you know, kept that chip on my shoulder and then really learning how to watch film. It's just, I always like watching film, but I never learned how to really watch it. And when I got to the league, I kind of, it kind of like made it more interesting and made it more fun for me just to really, or I could really get better now because I know what I'm watching. I know how to watch film. I was just going out there watching myself, looking what I got to do better. But now I could understand what these guys doing, understand the offense a little bit now. And, uh, you know, still to this day, it's like, I still, I got a lot to prove, uh, you know, a lot to prove. I ain't, I ain't do nothing yet, and uh, that's just the still chip I'm gonna have. That's what's gonna make me get better. You know, Channing mentioned, you know, being a fourth rounder and being able to make that immediate impact, and then now being one of the guys on obviously one of the better secondary or best secondaries in the league, and obviously defensively um, as well. But you were number one overall recruit in Pennsylvania for sure when, when you were coming out. So you understood you had that talent. When you think about what you guys are building in New York now with that defense. Obviously, you know, having yourself there, Sauce Gardner, DJ went Mm -hmm. crazy this year on the outside, but you got Quinnen up front, linebackers that go sideline to sideline, and bang. When y'all started this season and y'all kind of got on that run where it was truly about the defense playing well, what was the feeling around the building? Did you guys feel like y'all had a defense that could carry y'all into the playoffs? You know, we didn't really feel that early on. We were just out there, I think because it was a new, we had a new group, like in the secondary. It was a whole new secondary. So we were just trying to fill each other out, trying to see like everybody making plays individual here and there. And we trying to just get it like chemistry, build that chemistry together. And then I think, you know, right around, I think it was after the first we got that Cleveland win. We we started off a little slow early, then we got that Cleveland win, and then things as a defense started clicking. Like, are we like, all right, we got some dudes now. Like the secondary, like Sauce, he ain't young no more. He making plays out there. They was calling him a mod until he got a couple plays, <laughs> and then a couple weeks in, he got Sauce. So, you know, we started building that, uh, especially in the secondary, just building that swagger, um, getting that chemistry with each other. And I think like going to the end of the season now. Uh, you know, we got a, we did a lot of good things, but we have a lot of proof next year, and uh, we got a lot of dudes on this team that's going to be here on the defense, and uh, we excited. Like, we talk about every day. Like, even this week, we still we still hunting. We, we want to keep these dudes under a certain amount of yards and get make plays so we can be number one defense. You know, we, we still got goals. We had uh, G5 on the show, Gary Wilson, and he basically said after the Seattle game, he felt like y'all let it get away. You guys didn't continue to play the way that you were playing and basically pissed away a great opportunity. Do you feel the same way about the way this season has ended? I do. We had a lot of chances. Like, I think we, we had four chances, I think, at a time. Like, we had four games left, and we were so focused on winning each game or winning all the games. I think it was just like we needed to focus on each week because, you know, we lost a two, and then it's like, y'all still got a chance. So it's like we should have just really been – Honed in. I'm talking defense perspective. I don't talk about the offense really. 
It's like we just, you know, we knew that we needed to get to create turnovers, create points on our for ourselves, and uh, you know, we couldn't give up those 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 field goals each drive, and you know, letting them drive down the field to kick a field goal. We did let it slip away. We had we had too many opportunities, and uh, you know, it, that's the that's the painful thing because this was the year. This was the year, but we still, we, you know, we got to rebuild again. Uh, we still got a lot of, we got a young team. We, we don't got a lot of vets on the team. That's the difference. With the Bucks, we had a lot of vets. It was a lot of older guys. Um, and then we, now we got a young team. And this, that's why I think we started a little slow. Um, but, no, we we going to find it and build that chemistry. Man, I don't need an evaluation because we ain't coaches. <laughs> but there was criticism of Zach Wilson as a human. And that's what I want to ask you about is sure. intercepted touchdowns. Not right, right, right. they were questioning like his his how he acts, how yeah. he's with his team, saying his team don't like him and all that. Right. How is y'all's quarterback Zach Wilson and the rest of the team? Yeah, now coming in like you know me and Zach hit it off, like off the net. Like I was just talking to him, talking about like you got like a quarterback coach and training staff just coming from uh, Tom Brady and then DJ Reed was with Russell Wilson. So we we both went up to him just to see, you know, what he got going on. And uh, now he he was solid with that. He was taking care of himself, got a nutritionist coming in, cooking for him. And, you know, he was, he's up on that. So that's what DJ at first was like, oh, we got we got to check him real quick and see. <laughs> that's how he did. Yeah, you know, so he did that. Uh, you know, Zach every day, like OTAs, he coming in, he breaking the huddle down. He doing like things like that, showing that leadership. And I, that's what I thought was missing. And I'm like, all right, he's trying. You could tell he was, it was uncomfortable, uh, but he was he was doing it. And like, that's what you want from your quarterback. You want them to relate the team and, you know, uh, like things like that early on the OTAs. And I respected him for that because, you know, it was uncomfortable for him. So I was like, all right, y'all just let Zach be. Like, he he trying. He really, he and he's doing good. He balling in OTAs. He's doing his thing. And then that injury. I think when that injury happened, it kind of just, you know, for him, he wasn't the same back there just being able to use his ability as a runner. Um, I think when he got back, it wasn't like he couldn't, he didn't feel confident. Um, but as a person, you know, he's that quiet. He just, he, that's how he is. But if you go up to him, talk to him, and force a conversation with him, is that going to be, he going to be your best friend? You know, you just got to, just certain people, you just, they quiet. Like, that's myself. But I'm a, you go up, come up to me and talk to me. I'll tell you everything, you know, like we best friends. And I think that's what Zach, you just got to go up to him and approach him. Um, He's not the type to just come up and approach you, really. That's the, that's the thing. But Zach is a cool person. You know, he a, he a good dude. You know, he want to be he want to be great. He, he practices hard. He work hard. Take care of his body. Do the, He do the right things. You know what I mean? He just, just at times, you know, it's just hard when you come back off an injury and then. You said early, the league is different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember walking in and touching one of them offensive tackles and being like, damn, this dude is strong as hell. <laughs> yeah, this league is different, bro. It's the new year, and we're in a great place to celebrate. There is no New Year's festival or event like New Year's in Times Square. But that also means that we're halfway through the college basketball season, and DraftKings wants to give you a little more convincing so you pay attention. So any new customer that uses the promo code PIVOT any $5 wager on a college basketball game, you instantly get $200 in bonus bets. And that's not all. And you want a way to wager that 200 in bonus bets? Try the same game parlays. Bet who's going to win, by how much they're going to win, and even bigger winnings can come to you on the back end. I love same game parlays. Hey, but the only way that can happen, you got to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right here on your mobile device. It is as simple as one, two, three. You get the money like one, two, three. 
<laughs> hey, you never know, man. He could probably be on could have been records right now. And remember, <laughs> any new customer, any $5 wager on any college basketball game, you get $200 in bonus bets when you sign up and use the promo code PIVOT. In sports, finding the right team, even with the draft, almost seems impossible. But in real life, personal and business, ZipRecruiter.com can find the perfect match for you. No matter how great the GM is, it is so difficult to find the right team. But in business, that's why we have ZipRecruiter.com. It doesn't matter if you're in New York or if you're in Nebraska, you can find the perfect person for you. And honestly, it's the best place to go. Four out of five people who post on ZipRecruiter.com, they find a match within 24 hours. When you are ready to build a winning team, let ZipRecruiter.com help you. You can try it for free today at ZipRecruiter.com slash DraftKings. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash D-R-A-F-T-K-I-N-G-S. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Having won uh, a Super Bowl in Tampa, though, and then coming to an organization uh, here in New York, uh, a, t- a team that hadn't been, hadn't had much success of late, but you were, you had an opportunity to see it firsthand. How long did it take you and your transition uh, to New York to, to feel comfortable in your leadership role and taking some of that from Tampa, what you saw every day, right. what you learned from those veterans to bring to this team, how long did it take you to get comfortable where now you were in that leadership role and bringing on the guys like Sauce and all of the other guys? Yeah, so um, like like I said earlier, I, I don't really, I let the offense kind of just handle them. But as a defensive dude, like we all together all the time, when we out there on the field, walkthroughs and stuff, I'm making sure everybody communicating. Like things like little things that, you know, uh, Coach Todd Bowles at the, um, yeah, the Bucks right, showed, right. Like showed me, like he would restart walkthroughs, we wasn't communicating, stuff like that. So little things like that, I pride myself on getting everybody lined up. Uh, so I showed my leadership really through example. Uh, we know we get to the weight room. I'm in there lifting all day. I'm dudes is following behind, uh, things like that. So I think I picked up on that. Like as soon as I got there, I wanted to show, I wanted to show really like, We'll, this defense, like, try to change this program around, uh, show this defense, like, what we're going to be, um, giving it identity. So it was my, uh, it was on my mind early on to, from the first day I got there to do that and I uh, step out my, like, get out of my comfort zone and, you know, speak up a little more, uh, talk, talk to the defensive coordinator, meet with him, talk to him about some defensive schemes and stuff like that. Um, I think that's just what I've done this year more, or even, like, last year, just picking up. You know, I got to go early and meet with the coach. Uh, I got to be a different. I got to be different. We, uh, RC was saying we had G5 on. I don't know if you've seen a clip went viral about the rookie dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're on defense. You're in the secondary. What was that like, having sauce? So How was the rookie they, dinner? I was thinking before I came here, but I remember you asking me. <laughs> and uh, we are about to have ours on Monday. So. <laughs> oh, after Yeah, yeah we about to have ours oh, coming wow. out Monday. So he goes, you was in charge of it? Me, Hardy, uh, and DJ Reed, yeah, we, we the room, so we go, we go ahead and So you guys doing the entire, all of the rookies or just the secondary? We going to do the, the, yeah, just the secondary, but some guys probably link, some guys on the receivers might come in, so some of the dudes, you know, saw everybody like saw, so we go, everybody got a time in, get a little piece. <laughs> hey, let's see, he top five, though. Top five? Oh, yeah, he got bread. He top got five, bread. top five. <laughs> And do a quick, you leave Tampa. I, don't, I hung in Tampa before. Odyssey, 2001. Oh, yeah, early. The old Rachels and all this. <laughs> Mons Venus. And then you get to New York City. What's that difference? Man. 
you know, New York is is big. You know, I'm from Pittsburgh where there ain't, you know, there ain't nothing really to do. You go you go in the city, you got go down the street, they got something going on this street. <laughs> and then my dad, uh, he from Harlem actually, so he he told me he like he like, you don't need to be hanging out in the city, you know, just you know, go to practice, go home. No. That's like, so that make you want to go to the city. Okay, don't go to the city. What you was doing? What you was doing? What you was doing? <laughs> but no, it's it's a difference, you know. Even like the um, the fan love here is just you got so many fans. You got a big big market, and it's just it's way different, you know. You under a microscope for real, like it's just everybody see what you do after the game. You know, you go on Twitter now, you type your name in. It's a thousand tweets compared, <laughs> compared to the bucks. You know, it's a, it's a you know, vacation spot. People ain't really Bucks fans. They right. just, yeah. you know, they ain't true Bucks fans. But here, they go, they gonna tell you what it is after the game. <laughs> you miss one tackle, you the worst <laughs> tackle ever. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> Get him out of here. You know, you mentioned uh, your father, mm-hmm. and we've also talked about family a ton in this show. Where it, whether it's you know, you talking about Darrell or just growing up and your brother playing against Demar. Um, you told me before the show, your father's been here, and we like to check in on people. Uh, your brother passed recently. He was shot in Pittsburgh. Simply, how are you doing? I'm good. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, it was just, at the time, you just, when you get that call, you just don't know what to, like, you don't know what to think. You, know? you just hope he's, he's going to be all right. Um, you know, instances like this happen all the time, but you never really feel like it's going to happen to somebody that you know. Um, and then, you know, even like a friend, you know, it's, it's a brother. It's, it's different. It's like blood brother. Um, you know, I, I think about it every day, just how good of a person he was just to me, uh, how he made me feel like nobody other. He would he would hype me up. You know what I mean? Just I could be doing the worst on the field. He still go hype me up. If I get off the field, he go he go let me know. But he go he go hype me up to everybody else. And just little things like that what makes me just keep you know keep keep that smile on my face. Uh, you know, keep playing this game with with passion. And then um, you know, like you said, being from Pittsburgh is just like Demar. It's a community that everybody like knows each other. Um, you know, one person has a football camp. That's in the league. Everybody goes to it. You know, you just you show, you show love um, to your brother, and it's not even just the pit players like Miles Sanders. Anybody from Pittsburgh that's there, they have a camp. People show up and you know just show love. You know, it could be a little event, you know, for food, um, anything. You, you just got a lot of love in Pittsburgh. Uh, and then for guys like pit guys, it's just big that we do give back. Uh, everybody has their own camp every year. Everybody does a little extra uh, foundations and things like that. I think it's just something, like you said, the Pittsburgh water. When you um, get an opportunity to go back on the field this weekend and you mentioned those things earlier, that you're going to play a certain way because that's the way you feel DeMar would want you to play. You mentioned the smile you have on your face when you think about your brother because no matter what was going on, he would hype you up. And it made me think about you and leadership. You know, you were speaking about the leadership and being in the weight room and being and watching film and those things. I think you've shown that leadership to have lost your brother on Halloween and still go out there and play, go out there and lead. The way you're saying about going out and playing for DeMar, what is it in you that has allowed you to continue to be positive in this time where, like, I'm going to be honest, man, I've never met DeMar in my life. Mm-hmm. This week was heavy for me. Right. You know, I normally... 
work Tuesday. I had to go to a funeral after. And I was actually, I felt, I was happy to be at the funeral because I didn't have to answer questions about that. What has allowed you, man, to just keep going and continue to be positive and continue to have that energy to be able to lead this New York Jets team? Yeah, I mean, I just, like, with this situation going on, I, I really just think about, like, how much work, you know, like, from the years that DeMar has put in, just from little stuff, him training for the combine, just, you know, asking me questions and, like, always just trying to get better, texting me, like, I'm missing too many tackles, like, I need to do this, what I need to do. It's just those little things that I, every day, and he texts, he texted me a couple weeks ago talking about just cherish these moments on a post I posted, cherish these moments. I'm like, you're right, bro, I got to remind myself of that. So him just saying that, me going back and reading that, it's like, I got to really cherish these moments because uh, when my brother passed, I always, I said the same thing, like, every day I got to be positive and, you know, time goes away and you kind of forget. So uh, with this, I'm just like, I really got to, it's a new year. I got to start really just trying to, you know, like you said before the show started, that positivity and uh, stay away from that negative stuff. So we still got a game to finish this week, uh, finish strong. Um, I think that's what, like you said, DeMar, it's all about DeMar this week for me. I think that's what he would want us to do. Um, like you've seen what he said, did we win? Right. It's, it's all about we want to win, so we still got stuff to put out there. After the season, is it like now you all in, like, DeMar, you about to, that's your, that's your number one concern. But my real question is, when he's back right, what's the first his first trip? Because right. I would invite y'all to right. Atlanta. Hey, we was already talking hey. about we was already talking about trips and stuff. Hey, so like, <laughs> I'm telling so, you, hey, man, there's some hey, spots. I'm gonna leave, the, <laughs> leave it on the hill. Wherever you try to go, we <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, it, but is that is that is that the focus? You know, I know you're gonna lock in Sunday, do yeah, your yeah. thing, and then when that game's over, is it is that where your mind goes right to? I was thinking about it when he was asking that question. Like we get to, we get taught to compartmentalize stuff as ball players. So right now I'm just I'm trying to living through you as a, as a player still playing. Where if this was to happen, like with your brother, now with your one of your best friends, but you have to go. You got to go ball. Like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you got to yeah. put them blinders on. Yeah. So now when you can take them blinders off. It's For like sure. that. Is that just gonna? You, yeah. Do you believe? Because obviously not off yet. But you believe then is when the blinders come off, then it's going you gonna get to another mode for sure. Cause I uh, this week, like I said, yesterday was it was weird, and then hearing that news today, it brought that like, all right, we got a game, like I'm ready to go now. And then as soon as it's over, I already think about going to check up on him, um, you know, staying with him as long as I just want to talk to him, you know, talk about just just everything, you know, that that he's been through, just the support and how much love I got for him, little things that I appreciate him on. And uh, from there, I just, I, I really, like right now, just focus on like just fixing myself, you know, family, being closer with my family, uh, God, things like that. Uh, just just been a long couple months, you know, a rough couple months. And it's just a new year. And that's, everybody wants to start the new year off with something. something. And I just want, that's going to be me, just family, God, becoming closer to stuff like that. Man, I love that. I think um, this is difficult to ask of you, obviously because you're a Jet and DeMar plays for the Buffalo Bills. And I also don't believe that you can necessarily speak for him. But when you hear he wakes up and he says, did we win? Or or, or he at least motions or writes down and wants to know about winning. If he had an opportunity to walk into that locker room in Buffalo or have an opportunity to speak to those guys, what do you think he'd want, most want them to know? 
he really wanted them to, to win, like to win the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, I don't even think he would want them really just to like, play for him because DeMar, is a, he's a hard Like I say, he's a hard worker. He's a special team player all the last year, the beginning of this year. And, uh, like, for him, it's not even about just being that guy. He wanna, he actually want to help the team win. So him probably bringing a lot of positivity and, you know, motivation to the, that Bills team, I think that's what you want them to do is win. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, my boys over there, Dane Jackson, too, uh, my roommate, both my roommates in college and things like that. So I always hope them boys do good. And, uh, you know, I hope Dane go out there and ball out, and I know he's going to do it for DeMar. And I want to put this into perspective for people who don't know and who don't necessarily pay as much attention. Early on this year, Dane goes out with a serious injury. We didn't know at the time whether he was paralyzed, was it his neck, concussion. We didn't necessarily know what it was. And DeMar, obviously being on the team, had to deal with it. But you had to deal with it from afar as Dane being one of your best friends. Recently, DeMar did an interview and they were asking him about the prayer they say on Wednesday or about the closeness between the team. And he said, I hold Dane's hand a little bit tighter because you never know when it's going to be the last play. And for now, DeMar, to be going through a situation that's even beyond that, as a human and as a friend, you've been through a ton too, just having to watch those things and, and lose your brother. And so I want to tell you, man, like I'm proud of you. I don't think there's enough people in this world that get opportunities to see people going through things and watch their strength and actually acknowledge that that strength is difficult, that it's hard. We as a world were touched by what we saw Monday night and we never met him. Right. Right. To, to, to live with the person, to be honestly, to party with the person, but to cry with them and to, to work with them, you get a different there's a different level of love, but there's also a different level of connection. And so I just want to tell you, man, the strength that you're showing is exemplary. And I think the fact that you can still go out and play and you can still be positive, those are the things that loved ones want from us. And so, man, continue to do that. On the other side of it, I'm wearing a DeMar jersey uh, tonight. Call Fanatics and Rube, we appreciate you. Uh, we were able to get it. They've also jumped in in supporting DeMar and all of the proceeds from the jerseys that they sell uh, will go to DeMar and his foundation. And I think he has, and the one thing people will be able to say about him, he truly brought a world together that was in one of the most divisive spots this country has ever been in. And we were trying to find ways to come together that was a night, whether you were blue or black, it didn't matter. Uh, whether you were black, white, yellow, brown, it didn't matter, uh, male or female. Like, we all understood how important it was to see him pull through. And now it seems that he's going to do that. For you, man, just an ending, um, what has this year taught you about yourself and how are you going to use that going forward to be a better Jordan? You know, my boy always just say, he like, you're stronger than you think you are. And, uh, you know, he, I didn't take that like, <clears throat> at first when, I, when my brother was passing, I was upset. I was, you know, crying randomly, things like that. Just stuff I don't really do. I don't really show a lot of emotion. And um, it was coming out and I'm like, <clears throat> all right, I got to just let it out. I can't keep trying to hold it in and then and make it worse. And he was just telling me, like, you know, you're stronger than you are. You, you think you are. My dad here, my dad, 
same as me, you know, I show no emotion. And then it's, for me, it's like, all right, I got to become closer with my dad. So I got to become closer with my mom. And they just both been at the house a lot. And, um, you know, it really taught me, you just like you said, you got to cherish these moments. You know, you can't, you can't let them take them for granted because you never know when it's going to be your last. You never know it's going to be your last time you, you see somebody or the last time, you know, you get to talk to somebody. And uh, for me, it's just... I just don't want to be in a position thinking I should have done, should have done this, should have done that. So, uh, you know, I just, this is the year to, you know, somebody get call on my phone, I'm going to answer, you know, text people back, call people, check up on people. Uh, you know, just don't take things for granted. You know, you never know when it's going to be the last. I wanted to piggyback on RC's question and ask you, you know, what's been your biggest pivot in life? But I also wanted to ask you, uh, has anyone ever told you look like Iman Chumper and, and Amari Stoudemire? <laughs> like both of them in yeah, one like, together? <laughs> no, if they I had a baby? That's what you say. Like, <laughs> bro. Yeah, just say that one. No, I, yeah, I, I like, never got that like, one. Let me process. <laughs> we look like somebody. Else. Yeah, like somebody. <laughs> but no, uh, seriously, though, uh, along along those lines, man, uh, you, you've been through a lot. You know, you've been through a lot. But I, I, we do like to ask our guests, you know, what has been their biggest pivot, you know, in life. So I want to pose that to you. Right. I always thought it would be like, you know, a couple of years ago, I had a in college, just both my grandmas passing away, uh, like around the same time. Uh, that was a that was a hard part of my life, too, because I was a little younger. And uh, but I, I was a little younger, so I didn't really I didn't really understand, I think. But now, uh, like like my brother, that really opened my eyes. To a lot, I think this was probably the like the toughest time for me, just cause um, you know I I thought I thought I was gonna be fine. I thought I told myself I'm gonna be good, you know, and then it was just hitting me. It was day after day after day, and uh, I never had some I think this for this long that I think about on a daily basis. Um, but you know now I use it. It just it motivates me. It pushes me through. It's not I use it. I'm not sad about it, and I accept it. And I just uh, you know I think about what he would want, and. Uh, I just that's what I'm working on now. It was still it's still early, so I'm still trying to just, you know, go back home when the season's over and uh, really get situated. Well, you know, they're discussing uh, discussing a lot of different playoff scenarios right now. One of those scenarios might be an eighth game or an eighth team or something. So the Jets might get back in. Now, if the Jets get back in some kind of way, y'all gonna make some noise or not? Yeah. All we needed was to get in. We was, we was going to make a run. <laughs> <laughs> we just needed to get in. We was going to make a run. <laughs> appreciate you, no, dog. Appreciate man. you, man. Hey, man, you cool, you cool with Lenny? Yeah, that's my yeah, dog. Man. Yeah, we, know, about, we about to go on vacation. Listen, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know he gave me some shoes, right? Hey, you know Lenny gave me some shoes. Yeah, man, and then my size right here. What's crazy, what's crazy, we had Bijan on. Yeah. I just looked at his high school stats. He oh. was running the air out of that. Oh, he was mother- crazy. No, he's number one. Uh, runner in the state, almost two thousand yards. He had nineteen hundred thirty-three <laughs> yards on one hundred forty-eight carries. <laughs> yeah, no, bro. It and crazy. another five hundred receiving. Y'all seem like Pennsylvania top heavy though. Like you said, like it's like y'all it's got the guys like bad then y'all got nobodies. But see though, that's so what we told you. Hey, get like that. tell him how cold Tyler them was though. Oh high yeah, school. he ain't lose a game. He won every state Boy. championship. Boy, Boy. Yeah. 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 They were like yeah. 60 straight. Huh? Really? Yeah. Like, Cooper, yeah. they they single way, but they play triple way. They, they play up oh, two they classes. Play up. Yeah, because they just wow. be, They only yeah. got a couple Dragon kids, team. but, yeah, they be. Yeah. Hold up. Limitless. Big
some cap pin in it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. No one me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Take a semi cap in it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up.